0: This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org
1: Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon. However you are listening to us, whether it's by radio, by podcast, through streaming, online streaming, or just word of mouth and you're reading one of my blogs, just know that we've prayed for you. We pray that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper in asking the question, does this apply to me, and what does that look like? We'd love for you to engage with us online as you listen to us all over Tampa Bay, all over the first coast of Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Folkestone, Georgia, and all over the Hampton Roads part of Virginia. Martha, how can people get in touch with us?
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of ways. Um, one, I Which want... way are you going to pick today? Well, today, let me pick... I'm going to pick that they can call us, Jim. We wow, have a what list- an idea. We have a listener line. It's 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And there you can leave us a message. You have a minute to say anything you want to say. You
1: have a minute to win it.
0: Minute to Win It. Oh, man, I don't have anything to give them today, but I'm sure I could find something. But anyway, they can give us a call, leave a message, let us know what's going on in your world, what God is doing in your workplace, maybe somebody you need prayer for, whatever it might be that you want to communicate with us. We listen to those and we take those to heart. And if we need to respond, we will as well. So 866-713-9675. All
1: right. And we would love to hear from you. Words of affirmation are number one love languages. So please take some time, pick up the phone, give us a call, pick up the (laughs) phone, give us a call, 866-713-WORK. So what does it mean to have a worldview? I mean, we look through life through a certain perspective. Does it matter how we view the world? I believe it does. All of life flows through that filter, our worldview filter. So what if we have an atheistic worldview or a godless worldview? How will that be compared to a biblical worldview? I think the bottom line is that our worldview matters. So much so that Christian Overman was inspired to start a ministry by that name, Worldview Matters. He has a ministry to schools and teachers and administrators promoting the study and the adoption of a biblical worldview. Why? Because worldview matters. Christian Overman with Worldview Matters. Welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you, Jim. It's good to be with you. And Martha? We're excited to have you, and we love the conversation. But before we dig deep into the conversation about a biblical worldview and how that applies to us as we work our jobs, Christian, we always ask this question of everybody that ever joins us on our Work For Him. How did you become a Jesus follower?
2: Yeah, my mom uh, led me to the Lord. I was blessed to be born into a family that was Bible-believing, and... uh, my mother really had a heart for souls, and uh, she had a uh, neighborhood club from Child Evangelism Fellowship, mm. a good news club. She would tell Bible stories every week, and I sat in there week after week, never asked a question, and I think she was real concerned about me, and one night she tucked me in bed, and she just shared the gospel with me straightforwardly. I, I, looking back, I think she took me through the what they call the Roman's Road, but what 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 was interesting was that uh, she did not uh, press me to make a commitment to Christ. Uh, She never asked me if I wanted to pray with her to receive Christ. She just left the bedroom, and I was all by myself. And uh, I had my own prayer time with the Lord and uh, told Him that I believed in Him, that uh, He came to die for me and i wanted to receive him as my savior and lord and i was born again that night and i was about 8 years old
0: hmm. that's so great so one of the things you know our listeners can take away from that is you know just sharing the truth and letting god do the work, you know, that's, that yep. it sounds like that's really what happened in your life. And so that can be a great encouragement as we look at our workplaces. And the thing we talk about so often is sharing that truth and letting God do the work in the workplace with our relationships there. So yep. Christian, tell us how God moved you to become such an expert on promoting biblical worldview. Well, I,
2: I, I was a teacher in a Christian school for several years, and the principal resigned, and the superintendent asked me if I'd take that role. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to do that. I mean, what, who in their right mind would want to be a school principal? <laughs> but anyway, I, uh, long story short, God changed my heart, turned it 180 degrees, and I could hardly wait to take that position. But the uh, school board... Um, I was 29 years old at the time, and they sent me to um, Seattle Pacific University to get my principal papers, and at that time there was a master's degree program on the philosophy of Christian education taught by Dr. Albert Green, and that was absolutely life-changing for me. Uh, Dr. Green did brain surgery on me, helped me to understand (laughs) what a biblical worldview is, and uh, what a difference it makes in how we teach. And um, I was just intrigued by the whole thing, and I discovered that very few teachers that I was hiring had ever been taught specifically how to design a lesson plan that puts their academic subject matter into the context of a biblical frame of reference. And I have found over the years that very, very few teacher training schools, whether they're Christian Mm -hmm. or not, actually teach teachers how to do that. It is a learned skill, And um, I discovered that uh, I had a passion for helping teachers to understand how to do that. That's where it all started. So about 20 years ago, uh, after being a principal for 14 years, uh, my wife and I started Worldview Matters. And our focus is on helping Christian school teachers to know how to teach their subject matter from a Christian frame of reference. That's so you what mean to do.
0: tell me that in um, even in the Christian school atmosphere, it's not necessarily natural or built in to build yep. in the biblical worldview. So don't you think we need to step back and kind of explain to our listeners, they may not understand exactly what that means when you talk about a biblical worldview.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Well, a worldview is our view of reality, shall we say, and we like to say that everybody has a worldview, and and everybody does, whether they Mm -hmm. know it or not, or they've thought about it. Um, and a worldview really has five components to it. It's your view of God, or your lack of view of God, your view of creation, or what's really real, your view of humanity, uh, and your view of moral order, and your view of purpose. Everybody has presuppositions in those five areas, and uh, a Christian mm-hmm. worldview interprets those five areas from a biblical um starting point. Okay. And uh that's what a Christian worldview ought to be or should be, is a biblically based view of God, biblically based view of reality or creation, and a biblically based view of humanity, moral order and purpose. And once you explain it that way, people say, Oh, I think yeah, I get it. And <laughs> okay. but then you have to actually translate it into how does that translate into teaching kids about academics and that's where uh, the missing link is in, in uh, the educational system because
1: and, and I thought the teachers... missing link was related to ne- the Neanderthals okay <laughs> I'm kidding so let, let's just give an example because we, we're coming to the end of the first segment I really want people to start getting a grasp why is having a biblical worldview so important how does it impact us like, give us one example like if, if you're if your kids are being taught mathematics because they get taught math- whether it's public, yeah. private education, how does a biblical worldview impact the teaching of mathematics? And you got to all, do all this in a minute or less.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: Uh, you have to have conversations with the kids about whatever mathematics skill they're they're learning about and see, well, okay, what is God's view of this skill? We're learning long division. Okay, what does God think of that? Does he have an opinion about this? Uh, where did this come from? Did some human being create this? No, we're discovering laws of the universe. Well, who, who put them there? And why are they here? What is this skill good for? How are you going to use it in a way that honors the Creator? Or dishonors the Creator and give kids the assignments to go home and use it in a way that honors God you know I never had a math teacher that did that and I wish they did because I didn't quite get it when I was math was my worst subject actually but <laughs> tell, tell about how math fits into our view of humanity and moral order and purpose that is what a good math teacher can do and ought to do if they're given the tools.
1: Okay, so we're talking about your ministry that you call Worldview Matters, and people could check it out online, biblicalworldview.com, biblicalworldview.com. We've talked in the last segment about where Worldview Matters came from, but talk about what you do really quickly.
2: We help teachers to design lesson plans that put their subject matter into the context of biblical worldview so they can really understand the true meaning of what they're studying and we try to help them get uh, healed of what we call SSD the sacred secular divide we're Mm -hmm. helping them to see that there's a way of looking at the world that is inclusive of the Creator and his purpose for all things
1: Hey, we're all about the healing of SSD.
0: SSD. Yeah, Uh, Jim and I were both writing that down as you said that because we talk about the secular, sacred, sacred, secular divide, but never, I love that. The healing of it. like it. And that's what a biblical worldview would
1: do. (laughs) In fact, if people, if the Christ followers listening to this show had a true biblical worldview, we would never have to talk about the integration of faith and work. Mm. Yet that's what we're having to do. That's true. So we have joining us. During this segment of the show, Dean Ritter, he is the principal of Isaac Newton Christian Academy in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and he's not downwind from Quaker Oats today where they're making, you know, Crunch Berry cereal, but Dean Ritter, we still welcome you to iWork for him.
4: (laughs) It's good to be with you.
1: All right, so you're as the principal of Isaac Newton, which I love this, Isaac Newton Christian Academy Mm -hmm. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. How do you get to live out your faith in your work every day? Is this a
4: Christian school, private school? What is it? It's a private Christian school. I get to partner with parents and extend the Christian training that begins in their home and is supported by their local church. So now I get to lead a school where that training is extended into the school day. So for seven and a half hours a day, five days a week, 36 weeks a year, for 14 years, we're able to point these students towards Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of power in that. There's power when the home and the church and the school are all working to point children in the same direction towards Jesus Christ. You know, Deuteronomy 6, 5 to 9 tells us that we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength. The commands that God gives us are to be on our hearts. We're to impress them on our children. We're to talk about them when we sit at home, when we walk along the road, when we lie down, and when we get up. And it's through Christian schooling that we get to help parents Through that process, we get to help with the along the road part of life. We get to be part Mm. of the educational process for their children, and we get to use God's Word daily for helping students gain wisdom, to receive instruction in righteous behavior, uh, to gain knowledge, to gain discretion, to receive guidance, and to grow in discernment. We get to be part of the process of helping students understand. God is the creator and ruler of everything, and it's very meaningful work that I get to do. God gave so- me perfect preparation for the work that I do. I have a background in education and in business, and both are very helpful in my role of running a school, which is a
0: small Sure. Place. So, so excellent. So, Jim, you just um, introduced our listeners to this idea of the Worldview Matters ministry found online at biblicalworldview.com. So, Dean, tell us as a principal of a Christian private school, how is Worldview Matters helping you and your faculty to do your jobs better, this whole walking along the road with your students?
4: That's a great question. Worldview Matters has helped us a lot along the way. When I was a teacher many years ago, I was first given a resource that Christian Overman and Don Johnson created called Making the Connections. And it mm-hmm. really helped me to teach math in a distinctly Christian way. Then later as a school leader, we used Christian's professional development resource called the Think Again workshop to help our teachers grow in their ability to do everything um, that you guys have been talking about. Um, this led to a phone conversation between Christian and I, and through a formal arrangement then, Christian became our coach for three years. He helped us to learn how to integrate the Bible and an, a theology of work into our educational program hmm. and how to do it really well. So he taught our faculty. We read his books. We implemented the tools that he developed into our classrooms. We wrote mm-hmm. papers about those, experience, those well, experiences.
1: Dean, i, I, I got to interrupt you there. Okay, wait a minute. We're talking about you're the principal of, uh, of Isaac Newton Christian Academy in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's a Christian school. Why on the earth do you need to focus on a biblical worldview? Doesn't that just come naturally <laughs> well, to teachers?
4: Actually, it doesn't come as naturally as you might think. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to ensure that our school is truly distinct, truly Christian. This distinction comes from the effective practice of biblical worldview integration, So that true intellectual coherency is possible when all of life and learning and public and private life are integrated into one's worldview. A biblical worldview is more than just prayer and Bible reading before classes. It's more than just having a Bible class alongside all the other subjects. A biblical worldview is one that provides a frame of reference for all things, so the pieces of life can be rightly understood in light of God's bigger picture. These pieces of life, that can be any idea, an event, a problem, an experiment, a person, a thing, a concept, an activity, a feeling. So basically all the things that you study in school.
1: Okay, so Dean, uh, I mean, I I love it, and I'm sure that people... If they dig deeper, they're going to see the, the difference on your website on how you are trying to incorporate a biblical worldview into everything you teach. But can you give us an example of how you as, as an administrator of the school, how understanding a biblical worldview and how helping each one of your teachers to understand and teach through a biblical worldview with that as their lens, with that as their, their life filter, how, is that impacting
4: your, how has that impacted you as an administrator first? How has that changed it? Well, because of the training we've received, we've created a program at the school that is closely connected to biblical truth. And we're still growing in this area, but God has allowed us to now be a teacher for other schools um, so that they can follow in our footsteps. And it's been through this process that Christian became my friend. Hmm. He also introduced me to many people that are leaders in this area that I wouldn't have known otherwise. So I'm grateful for my relationship with him.
1: But well, if... I, I, we want examples. So Here's the deal. Okay. We've got lots of people listening all over the country, and I want people to hear examples from Dean Ritter in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Here's what it has looked like for me as an administrator to implement a biblical worldview at Isaac Newton Christian Academy.
4: Okay. So let's just pretend that we're sitting in the back of the classroom here at our school, which is, this is a real thing that happened to me. Um, I'm sitting in the back of the classroom, and the teacher, it was a fifth-grade classroom, and I was observing the instruction that was taking place. The teacher was just leading a discussion in science class. So they they were beginning a new unit on the respiratory system, and the teacher was just checking with students about what their prior knowledge was about the respiratory system. But she was also employing her training in how to help students apply their faith to their learning. So she asked students just a simple question. She said, what do you think we are going to learn about God as we study the respiratory system? One student excitedly raised his hand and said, well, God is the creator of everything, and the respiratory system is part of everything, so God created the respiratory system. In my mind, I was celebrating the logical connection that that student made. Mm -hmm. But then a second student raised their hand and said, But God didn't just create everything. He continues to sustain his creation into the present. So God makes our respiratory system continue to work. And again, in my mind, I was celebrating the connections that those students were making. But then a third student raised their hand and said, that shows us that God is not a far away God, but he is a close to me God because he cares about my breathing and I don't even think about it. These students are 10 and 11 years old, and yet they're able to think like that. The Mm -hmm. teacher changed things up a little bit after that. She asked the students, what do you think we're going to learn about our humanity by studying the respiratory system? I was actually thinking, is this question developmentally appropriate for this age level of students? It seemed to me to be beyond what a fifth grader might comprehend. Mm -hmm. But students excitedly raised their hands to be called on. One student said, Sin has affected everything, so we should be able to find evidence of sin having affected the respiratory system. This is an 11-year-old student. Wow. Another student then added, that's right. Things like lung cancer, emphysema, and bronchitis, that's not how God intended for the respiratory system to work. But they're part of people's (laughs) lives now because sin has entered the world. I find it impressive that such young students can think this way. And apply their faith to what they are learning. But you can tell this isn't something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. This takes years of training for the students to be able to think this way.
1: Alright, well, Dean, I-, I love it. And yeah, the level of amazing. intentionality that you guys are working with at-, at Isaac Newton Christian Academy in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I thank you for sharing that little bitty story. <laughs> Maybe one day when we're up in Iowa City, we'll run over to Isaac Newton Christian Academy and we'll do some one-on-one interviews right there on location. But thank you, Dean Ritter, for calling in from Cedar Rapids, Iowa today and sharing just a little piece of how Biblical Worldview has impacted Mm -hmm. your school. Thank you, Dean. You're very welcome. The ministry today, Worldview Matters. But you can find them online, biblicalworldview.com, biblicalworldview.com. If we are not filtering our lives, the creation, our relationship with our Heavenly Father, all of humanity, the moral order, and our purpose in life through a Biblical Worldview... Where are you getting your worldview from? Are you getting it from the media? Are you getting it from Hollywood? Are you getting it from the school textbooks that you got in public school? Where are you getting your worldview? We'd like for all Christ followers to get a biblical worldview. Where would you get that? From the Bible. We've got Christian Overman on the line with us today. His ministry is called Worldview Matters, and you can find it online, biblicalworldview.com. Christian, I want to thank you for... Uh, getting Dean Ritter on the line with us from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that was a phenomenal conversation, especially that example of that, that teacher that was uh, talking about the respiratory system and asking how, to, how Biblical Worldview impacted. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, to... I'm
2: very thankful for, uh, for Dean and, and for Cynthia as well who's on the line, and uh, just been exciting to see uh, what God has done through people like them.
1: Well, talk to us about Worldview Matters and how, who is the perfect, you know, when you're looking for clients to invest your wisdom and knowledge with, you know, you're looking for schools across the country, who is that ideal client for Worldview Matters?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Let me preface it by saying this, that I used to go to schools for one day at a time. I'd come in for a one-day workshop, teach for six hours, and fly home, and I did that for years. And that's not a bad thing. I I think I did some good, but uh, it really wasn't the best way to approach this. Um, I went to a meeting once where the speaker said that Jesus spent the last three years uh, of his earthly time with twelve men who changed the world. And I felt a real Holy Spirit zinger when he said that. And I went home, talked to my wife, and said, I think the Lord is telling me something tonight. I think he was telling me to spend more time with fewer people. And I didn't get it, really, as to how to do that. But over time, it became clear to me that I needed to find a few schools that would be willing to spend two or three years with me, rather than find a whole bunch of schools that would be willing to spend six hours with me, and I asked God for at least a half dozen schools that would be willing to uh, spend two or three years with me, and by God's grace, uh, He gave me those schools. In fact, we've had 12 now in the last uh, five years or so. But I, uh, I I, work with these schools over a period of years, not hours. I work with the right. administrators, I work with the teachers, and that's the approach, and it has been a much different and more fruitful approach than mm-hmm. I ever used before.
1: All right, so there's people listening today that have their kids in Private school, private Christian schools, uh, they're, maybe they're a teacher already in a private Christian school. How do they bring to the attention of the administrators that, hey, we'd really like you to check out this ministry called Worldview Matters, which you can find online, biblicalworldview.com? How do they make that approach to the administrator and say, this is something I think we're missing?
2: Well, they could point them to the website because there's a lot of samples on there. There's a lot of videotapes on there, actually, of interviews of people we've done. And uh, I, there's a contact page. They can send me a note. I'll give them a phone call. We can talk about it. Okay. Uh, that's
1: that's one way. Okay. All right. All right. Now, you've brought on, you've invited on a teacher, a fifth-grade, nope, sixth-grade teacher from Gig Harbor, Washington. We've got Cynthia Longabow. I, did I say it right? Longabaugh. Did I Long say it right, ba. Cynthia? Ba. Yes.
0: Longabaugh.
1: Longabaugh. Long all right. I'm sorry. It's an out-of-the-box last name for me. I apologize. I want to make sure I get it right. Cynthia Longabaugh calling in from Gig Harbor, Washington. She is a teacher, and she is going to make a huge difference in the lives of kids all over the place. You, you teach in sixth grade, right?
3: That's correct. And right. And middle school.
1: Sixth grade and middle I taught 7th grade and 8th grade once. Just one year, I, you you Blessings earn,
0: to you. Oh, my. That's awesome. Right, so,
1: Cynthia is a teacher at Lighthouse Christian School in Gig Harbor, Washington. Cynthia, talk to us about, you know, what's your... As a 6th grade teacher, why is it important for you to have a biblical worldview as a teacher?
3: Um. Well, Everything I teach, you know, stems from being able to communicate and answer some of the foundational questions that that come, you know, to all of us to, to, through our Christian worldview. Uh, where did we come from? Well, God created in the beginning. God said, "Be," you know. And what went wrong? Sin. Uh, how do we fix it? Jesus. And then, what's my role in that? Um, you said something earlier, uh, Jim, about the textbook. Well, in in most cases, the teacher is essentially the textbook. Uh, we bring in expertise that, that we draw on from a textbook that we're using wherever we get it. If you use a textbook from public schools, you're going, you cannot get where you need to go um, with a Christian worldview. But the teacher chooses the, and emphasizes what to make important. Um, and so um, from my biblical worldview, it, it, every subject has a place in the grand narrative. And I think that the thing that I bring, I teach history, um, focus on Bible, is in the Old Testament. I teach language arts. I, I kind of um, integrate all of those, so the kids, students don't know what class they're in most of the time, because it's <laughs> all part of the same story. Um, and I'm integrating the Christian worldview in, into everything. So um, in ancient uh, civilization, wh- where did we come from? Well, the myths. Uh, you know, try to answer that question. We line that up with a biblical teaching. We line that up with, um, you know, what God is doing and how he began things. And, and we look for echoes of Eden uh, as, as our stories unfold.
0: So give us a specific example. Say someone has a sixth grader in one of your classes. What are they going to, um, what are they specifically going to hear that's going to help them to form a biblical worldview? Give us an actual example.
3: Okay well I, I think one of the you know the deficiencies in our nation is that we have lost an, a, a cultural uh, well a narrative of our of our cultural history and a biblical worldview that informs that um, and so you know when you have those those dreadful interviews on the street and you see kids who cannot answer you know some basic questions, mm-hmm. I think it becomes because they're taught facts in a Not as a part of a narrative. So when I'm teaching ancient history, for instance, my students will graduate in sixth grade knowing that the whole purpose of human history is this, that they will be my people and I will be their God. You know, it's the first thing God says when when he engages in, in covenant. And it's the last thing he says. So they get that. Then, then they know that from Eden to the cross, that the whole arc of ancient history is, is moving toward this moment. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, Jesus, you know, it's in Galatians. That's the rescue plan for, you know, the sin that occurred. Um, the Renaissance period, they're going to understand that, that Jesus is the dragon slayer. Or, uh, you know, in that day, the Lord will kill the dragon, so we have, uh, have Him uh, and, and faith reducing old powers and institutions, preparing us for the modern-day Reformation, where the theme, you know, until the Lord returns is, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Mm. Um, and don't submit, therefore, again, to the yoke of slavery. So they get this arc. It's, it's up on the walls in my room. They're able to Weave that into the writing, and it, it, we're looking for echoes of, of Eden, as I said. And, well, well, and, and
1: uh, the I want to jump on the echoes of Eden. I love that. Love that comment. As we're talking about a, er, just gathering and understanding why it's so important that all of us as Jesus followers listen to this show today gain a biblical worldview and you're like well where do i go to get that well worldview matters is the name of the ministry BiblicalWorldview.com is the website they specifically train up teachers and administrators to understand how to communicate this but cynthia who's calling in from gig harbor washington longaba she is she's a sixth grade teacher Echoes of Eden do you ever get to use current events to draw attention to echoes of Eden because I got one thing in mind that happened last year, but there's stuff all the time in the current events do you get to draw those things in
3: Well yes um, you know it, usually in Bible in the morning and when we open in prayer and 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 so we're, we're constantly engaged in that looking for way how God is at work or looking how sin has you know imploded somebody's life mm-hmm. um, okay so as a case in point since our heritage comes to us through, you know, certainly through the Hebrew culture and and through the Bible and and through Greeks and through the Romans, we did a comparison to look at what the values of both, all three of those cultures were before we started to get in the nitty-gritty, and we could see how... Our culture is motivated by the Greek concept of arete, which is excellence. You know, so all about me and all our competitions. We compete. You know, <laughs> in eating contests, hot dog eating contests. I mean, everybody wants. You know, some fame. Um, yeah. We see. You know, in Rome, this desire for government and strong control and um, uh, order and construction, and so you know, we're looking for that. Um, and as 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 stories unfold, um, right? It I love that. Out of our conversation,
1: I was thinking about last year when they went under the ice in Antarctica and found tropical plants as the ice pulled back they found tropical plants i know that's more science than it is bible and history and english well i caught
3: that too <laughs> did you okay but
1: I th- that was fascinating cynthia we're almost out of time so i want to make sure i just ha- we-, we ask you one more question how was all of this impacting your kids these sixth graders that you teach in gig harbor washington at lighthouse christian school how do you see the difference in your kids one minute or less
3: Okay, um, I think that the biggest difference is that they are going to graduate with a coherent story of meaning um, for all of human history, and that they have a place in it. That they have been called mm-hmm. to this time and this place for a purpose. I want to say about um, worldview matters too. Just to simply say that that the threefold impact is that my kids are learning to reason. As we did the truth and baloney exercise, they're learning to stack up truth with a myth and weigh that. Um, the beauty for our school as and Christian said this is that it wasn't one and done. We spent a year eighteen months together collaborating as teachers, trying to help each other figure out how to teach this or that or the other thing. So it wasn't one and done and over it became a part of, of the ethos of, of our lesson planning of our mm. Um, like our great. goal as a school is to make known the gospel. And does this promote their understanding of who Jesus is and what God's doing in the world? And if not, why are we doing hmm.
0: it? Yeah. Um,
3: Good you know, questions. Those are the sorts of questions that we're able to have a common vocabulary on, and um, it's had a, a wonderful impact on in our school.
1: Well, and it Cynthia, helps
3: use our uh, curriculum, right? I, I, I curriculum imagine, I imagine.
1: Cynthia Longaboth calling in from Gig Harbor, Washington, at Lighthouse Christian School. Thanks for calling in today, Cynthia. I appreciate it. My
3: pleasure. Thank you for calling or
1: having me. Talking about a biblical worldview. We found a ministry called Worldview Matters. Nope, they're not a new one. That's not why we just found them. We just happened to find them because of connections all across the country. We've got Christian Overman on the line today from Worldview Matters. You could check them out online, and I totally recommend it biblicalworldview.com biblicalworldview.com there are two lists that he has on his website 101 biblical worldview truths and 99 truths about work, economics and human flourishing these are assets that every Jesus follower should study great bible study behind each one of those Christian overman you've been studying a biblical worldview for for you know decades already and seeing how it applies and, and you're working with, you You've said you've worked with 12 schools, 12 Christian schools in the last five years, but you're having to reprogram people. You're having to re-educate people about a biblical worldview. How are we going to get this worldview matters program into Christian colleges and universities that teach teachers? Mm-hmm.
2: That's a great question. Um, the course that I teach actually... Uh, started at Seattle Pacific as a distance learning course so it is possible for teachers who need the college credit to actually get the credit through Seattle Pacific uh, through a distance learning course Uh, and that's described on our website as well so it is possible to get this training for university credit but I have to say that this kind of training is relatively rare Um, I'm sorry to say that but uh, it's possible for teachers who teach in Christian schools even to go through entire four years or even five years of university training and never really have a single class on how to design a lesson that brings their academics into the context of a biblical frame of reference. Wow. So So we're trying to fill a gap here, and it's not easy.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. and it's a big gap, but do you guys offer any of your courses as continuing education kind of models for teachers? Because they're always going to get CEUs.
2: Yep, yep. No, okay. uh, our our long course is actually uh, granted 10 CEUs through uh, the Association of Christian Schools International. They also recognize it in fulfilling their requirement for accreditation for a course in philosophy of Christian education. So if they need those mm-hmm. credits, they can get it. They just need <laughs> to contact me and say, hey, how do I take the course? All so right. it is out there, but uh, what we're doing is not real common. And I want to say one more thing about what makes what we are doing a little different, uh, even amongst the biblical worldview folks out there, and there are others that are doing great work out there in this field. But I think what we bring to the table that's unique is our combination of biblical worldview with theology of work. And I wanted right. to say this because this is what your program is is largely about. I, I was in a... Um, uh, Christian Educators Conference a couple of years ago, and I had a breakout group with about 35 teachers and administrators, and I stopped that I was doing. I didn't plan to do this, but I just <laughs> stopped and I said, what is the purpose of education? And I quickly answered my own question because I didn't want someone to throw out a, a weird <laughs> answer, you know. And I just paused for a moment, and I said, the purpose of education is to equip the next generation to rule well over this material world, and I stopped. And I could have, you could have heard a pin drop in there, and I just let the silence hang there for a minute, and somebody in the front said, would you mind repeating that? So go ahead, and repeat
1: it, repeat it again. I said,
2: the purpose of education is to equip the next generation to rule well over this material world. And I said to this group, I said, has anyone ever told you that before? Not a single hand went up. And I know I was a Christian school principal for 14 years. I never engaged in a single conversation with my peers about how we can engage these kids into realizing that their Christian education is to equip them to rule well over this material world. I mean to rule well over water, electricity, and uh, words and everything else so that we can govern well over this planet. And I always go back to... uh, uh, Genesis 1, when I support this by Scripture, I know some people are saying, Wow, this guy's weird. No, no, it's not weird. In the beginning, uh, you know, when God was creating things, He says, Look, let us... He, he comes to the sixth of the day, and He says, Okay, now, let's create um, human beings, man, in our likeness and in our image. This is the Trinity having a conversation. Let us create human beings in our likeness and our image that they might be able to rule over all that we have created. Now, I'm paraphrasing this, but that's basically what he said. Look, we've created all this stuff, you know, birds, fish, minerals, water, the whole thing. Let's create someone in our likeness and image so that they can govern well over this. Mm. And they gave us, he gave us that responsibility to govern well over fish, birds, trees, minerals, the whole kit and caboodle. Okay. And that is the role that he gave us from the very beginning. And I believe we still have that role, even though we live in a fallen, broken world. He still is calling us to rule well over it uh, and to, to bring glory to him, even in a broken uh, world. And in fact, I think it's even all the more important now that we are ruling well over his broken world, you know, uh, as, as uh, vice regents, so to speak people that God has put us here for a purpose and that's to govern well well that's Okay, what well wait no just
1: that, so, there's so much there in what you just said but I want to remind people who we're talking we're talking with Christian Overman. He's got a ministry called Worldview Matters. You can find it online at biblicalworldview.com. Now, this ministry focused on the training up of teachers and administrators in Christian schools to help them incorporate a biblical worldview into everything that they teach so that they can equip the next generation to rule this material, to rule well this material world. That's what they're all about. Now, ladies and yep. gentlemen, there's a lot of people listening, Christian, that are not teachers, that are not administrators, yet the information you've got on that website can help business owners and leaders, can help people in middle management, can help people that are out there digging the ditches and and, and servicing the local pools and, and shoveling driveways today all over the Midwest and the, <laughs> in the Southwest, Flagstaff, Arizona, with 36 inches of snow. This applies to everybody, a biblical worldview. Christian, I know that your focus is teachers and administrators and i love that but how can people go out to your website and be encouraged and learn how to incorporate a biblical worldview into their lives
2: by asking themselves some key questions for example how is god active in shoveling snow what does he really think about this Does he have an opinion about what I'm doing here? You know, sweeping off my driveway. Uh, How is the Lordship of Christ related to shoveling snow off my driveway? And what qualifies that to be called the work of God? Is shoveling snow off your driveway the work of God? And I say, yes, absolutely it is, and you are loving your neighbor, including your family, by doing it. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, which means if you're shoveling snow off your driveway, it means you ought to shovel it off with the idea that Christ's going to be walking on that driveway in five minutes, and you want to prepare it for Him. That's what it means to shovel snow to the glory of God as unto Him. That's the kind of thing we need to be asking ourselves and training our kids to ask themselves. Why am I learning this math skill? Why am I studying photosynthesis? Why am I learning all this history, as Cynthia was talking about earlier? It's all about asking the right questions to be able to bring whatever it is you're doing, whether it's shoveling snow or studying this or that, into the context of the bigger picture. And it's the bigger picture that's missing today from education, because we, we've secularized it to the hilt, and we have no idea how to get rid of that sacred-secular divide until people talk about it openly and break that thing. It's a curse, and it has well, to be broken intentionally.
1: And this kind of education can go on in the four walls church and in the, in the Christian schools, but on the streets and in neighborhoods and everywhere else. I mean, Christian business owners and leaders, Christ following business owners and leaders across this country, they can learn to operate this way, but it's a study. This is something that they need to learn because most of us need to be deprogrammed in order to be assimilated into a biblical worldview. Well, I mean, we really need a big Borg ship to be able to suck us all in there and and, and assimilate us into a biblical worldview. There you go, Star Trek <laughs> reference number seventy-nine on Iron yep. Ram. That's right, intentional, yep.
2: right? It's intentional, and you have to give people the right tools, though. Okay, so they've got to have simple tools, and we've got six of them, you know. But it takes a little time to teach them. But it's for everybody. It's not just for formal school teachers. It's for parents.
4: Mm-hmm. really
2: really important for parents you know how to teach their kids a biblical worldview and how to teach their kids that when they're making their bed they're actually doing the work of god and and we have a whole section on how to wash dishes to the glory of god okay that That's is what right. education is all about and That's it doesn't fantastic. just happen formally in school
1: and for pastors it's got to happen in all of life it's got to happen in yeah. all of life sorry christian i gotta interrupt you because we're at the end of the show But I want to thank you for bringing Worldview Matters to the attention of the I Work For Him audience. Check them out online, biblicalworldview.com. Thank you, Christian Overman.
2: Thank you, Jim. Bless you.
1: Please check them out online, biblicalworldview.com, biblicalworldview.com. Do you know what your biblical worldview worldview is? Is it biblical? Check it out online, biblicalworldview.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I I Work work For him. Him.